Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Afternoons on SEN. Hello, wherever you might be, a very warm welcome. It is SEN Afternoons. Dwayne Russell, feed up. Cam Luke in for what is a interesting, in Melbourne town, an interesting weather day. Very humid. Wherever you might be, a big shout out to you. We know there's a million things on. Christmas parties, maybe you're still at work. Maybe you're trying the Christmas shop, whatever you're doing. Always, we appreciate you jumping on. The radio via SEN or the SEN app to talk all things sport. And we are jam-packed today. Daisy Pierce, no stranger to SEN, now the head coach of the West Coast Eagles in the AFLW. She will join me in about an hour's time. Oh, I tell you what, Bruno Fornaroli, a guy who is on fire. Milestone after milestone after milestone. He is going to join me this show. Craig Tiley, we are officially, so many sports at this time of year are, Wrapping up, we, of course, had the big medal last night, but they're just starting to fire on up. So Craig Tiley, who is not just the CEO of Tennis Australia, but also the director of the Australian Open, he'll jump on the phone to have a chat. And Mon Conti live in studio, of course. I've touched on this a fair bit over the last week or so. I love people coming into studio and having a chat about not just what they have done recently, and, well, she's the best player in the AFLW, but how she's all going, she... Plays WNBL, so she, Mon Conti, in the studio after 2.30 to have a chat about all things sport. Ruby Key open line is open, one 736 736 All thanks to Ruby Kia, awarded the prestigious National Kia Card Dealer of the Year. Ruby Kia, where else? And I want to start something a little bit different. I'm assuming if you're listening right now to me, you love your sport, and you love not just watching it and listening to it, but also attending it in different forms from the professional ranks or finding something for yourself to immerse yourself in. And this morning, listening to SEN Breakfast, Travis Bell was on and he said this. We stop pushing the envelope. We stop challenging ourselves. But we are hardwired to grow and develop and seek new challenges. And, you know, bucket list, I say, is a lot more meaningful a lot more purposeful, a lot more fulfilling, and it gives us a deep sense of gratitude as well. Really lights it up, and, you know, we, we need that light at the end of the tunnel. All right. Outstanding chat. If you haven't heard it, go back, podcast the whole interview, Scoob, Sammy, Edmund with Travis Bell. But he, he, he pretty much says, you know what? There's people who live life, and there's people who live 
live. So what I want to do today, over the next three hours, via the Werribee Kia open line, or the 40 Wings temper text, as I understand that people may not necessarily be able to call, but for a prize to go to your way, you have to use the Werribee Kia open line. I want to put together, we are going to put together 2024 Sporting Bucket List. The ultimate. Now, it could be something you have done in the past. It might be something you want to do in the future. It's something that you've never heard about that someone else has called in and said, hey, I want to do this. It might be playing golf at a specific course. It may be going to a sporting event. And I don't care what your bucket list entails. I don't care where in the world this sporting event is. The conversation is about, at the end of it, we're all sports fans, putting together a list of 2024 sporting bucket list. So one 736 736 on the Werribee Kia open line or the 40 Wings Temper text 043398 for the all-new Temper Pro. Temper's most adaptive mattress ever is here. Temper, a mattress like no other. So a lot to get into. I know it's all happening. This is the time of year that we discuss things that we want to do. There's New Year's resolutions. Maybe it's to run a marathon. Maybe on your bucket list. It's not right now on mine mainly because I'm someone who prefers to sit in the stands, have a beer and watch the athletes do their thing. But maybe it is on yours. So by the end, I've wheeled the whiteboard in. We're going to jot it down. We've got the crew out the back. Lincoln and A-Rod are going to not just answer your calls and play music, but they are going to jot down all your ideas. We're going to collate them. And by 3 o'clock, by the time I hand over to Andy Marr and Andrew Gaze, we're going to have in the eyes of the SEN listeners... The 2024 Sporting Bucket List. So is that simple? Done. one 736 736 to get involved. You can do it extremely easy over the Werribee Kia open line. And Chris in Mitchum is going to kickstart it. And the good news is, if you call, you get on. And secondly, you have a chance to win a prize. House of Golf, gift cards, 18 holes of Club Mandalay, and Albert Park mini golf family pass with the school holidays here. All happening. Chris in Mitchum, you're up first. What's on your bucket list? Oh, mate, it's got to be the Paris Olympics. I mm. couldn't think of anything better. So I'm, I'm going to ask you to be a bit more specific here, Chris, and absolutely, that has to be – I think it has to be involved. In Olympic Games, uh, lucky enough for a lot of people, I assume, Sydney in our backyard, and we were already looking forward to Brisbane. But I'm going to ask you, the whole two weeks is outstanding, but there is, a, is there a particular specific event that you would have to die to be there? Like, what would you want to be at? The men's or women's steeplechase, or either or? The women's, the women's steeplechase. Any reason? Yeah, my niece has a chance to compete in it. She was in the last one, and she's a chance for this one. So I'd love to be there to see her live. All right, firstly, name drop, Chris. Who is your niece? Amy Cashin. Well, she's an absolute superstar athlete, and she's heading in the right direction. And the, super, the steeplechase is such a unique track event. Chris, I love it. I, right now... What are your odds? Where are you at? What percentage have you got being in Paris? Oh, I reckon about 20% best. All right. That's all it right. takes is six numbers on a Saturday night on there. Hey, you know what? That's what the sporting bucket lists are about. Tats Lotto somewhat plays a part for so many of ours. Chris, uh, appreciate your call, mate. Great way to start. Thanks, mate. Beautifully done. Let's get to Brett in Baldwin. This is all about stuff you might have done. If you've got a sporting experience that you want to tell the other listeners to do, fire away. If you've got one you want to do, 
fire up. Let's go. Bretton Baldwin, bucket list time. We're jotting them all down. We're going to have 10 by the end of it for 2024, mate. What can you add? Uh, probably mine's going to be a pretty much a one-off, but I want to see Minnesota Vikings versus Green Bay Packers at, at the US Stadium in the middle of their weirdest winters and actually experience the thrill of listening to the Matterhorn and the whole experience. So how do you go with weather, Brett? How, how do you like the cold weather? Because if you're going to do a, a Packers-Vikings game, you need to make sure you love the snow. Uh, I am. He used to ski a lot, but I'm not going to do a Clarkson and walk around in shorts because that was freaking madness. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah, that would be amazing. The other one would be um, playing at Royal Saint, the Royal and Ancient and mm-hmm. then uh, Lords uh, for the... Uh, the Ashes test at some stage. That's my top three. I love it. And it's a great bucket list. And they're, they're, they're great sporting events. All three different, very three different sporting events, but ones that immerse the excitement and and really send the shivers down the spine. Uh, the Packers are playing well too, Brad. Are you a Vikings guy or a Packers guy? I'm sadly a Vikings fan and it's been killing me for over 30 years. And at some point we actually might make a Super Bowl, but the way they're going, they keep shitting themselves in the foot. They're like St. Kilda. Hey, I'll tell you. I don't need to tell you, Brett, but they had a chance to host the Super Bowl a couple of years ago and they let it down. But you know what? They'll bounce back to Vikings, but it's an interesting off-season ahead of them. Brett, thank you for your call, mate. Love it. They're on the list as well. Uh, LB is in Brighton. It is quite simple. If you are joining us for the first time, we are putting together the SCN 2024 bucket list. At 3 o'clock, we will have 10 events into the new year that we, as sports fans, have agreed on. Let's get to LB in Brighton. What are you thinking? Um, it has to be the NFL Super Bowl in Las Vegas, wouldn't it? Mm. I mean, that, you know, a week long, all the parties, all the um, all the atmosphere before the game, the actual game itself has to be in the top. Surely has to be in the top ten. Have you have you been to a Super Bowl? I haven't been to a Super Bowl. I've been to a regular se- a couple of regular mm-hmm. season games, and um, yeah, they were just amazing. So I, I think the obviously the Super Bowl would be the next couple of steps up and would be absolutely amazing to um to experience it having seen watched the uh, the last probably seven or eight on you know every on super bowl sunday or whenever it is on you know on the on the tv but um i reckon that'd be absolutely sensational i'll tell you lb i i am lucky enough to i host a show with with benny graham on, on channel seven so we will be in vegas which is a privilege and an honor of which we have as as part of our working life it is and Super Bowl week, and 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 Jared Whateley, who, who's going to call the Super Bowl and rip it apart again, and and paint such a great picture when he hosts this show from Radio Row, is exactly what you think, Albie. Times a hundred. It, it it is fun if you if you're a sports geek like I am. If you're a, if you're a sports media geek like I am, everyone from a US perspective and you know somewhat internationally is all converging on the one spot. Vegas is full on anyway, as I'm certain everyone knows. So. It's going to be a very, very, very cool experience come early February. Do you have a tip who you think might be there, Albie? Do you have do you have two two teams in your mind? Oh, look, I, probably. Um, I think maybe I don't know how good the the Denver Broncos are going, but um, they've also yeah, bit of a soft spot for um, the Patriots. So I don't know if they can ever get back there, but um, yeah. Yeah, I would love to see two teams that haven't haven't been there for a while to come through and um. 
Yeah, go through. Well, they're, they're playing better. Denver have had a really good seven or eight weeks. Uh, one again on the weekend after a really sluggish start with Russell Wilson and Sean Payton. So uh, the division is a little closer than it was uh, a month ago behind the Chiefs. I'll be, love the idea, and I, I will be honest. I, I'm almost certain it'll be on the bucket list when we get to three o'clock. Uh, Mick Simbaland, beautiful part of the world. Uh, Mick, hello to you. G'day, Cam. How you doing, mate? I'm doing well, man. How is Balan? I'm a backers mask guy, so you're practically, well, an ex-backers mask. I grew up there. You're practically a neighbour, mate. How is Balan? I oh, know. Yeah, well, it wasn't that good yesterday, mate, because that big pile-up was only just down the road. So, that big accident yesterday. Yeah, hope everyone is okay on the back of it. Have you got a bucket list item for me, mate? I'm actually mates with your uh, with your brother-in-law, mate. I used to be his captain back at St Albans in the junior days. Oh, well, he's been telling me he's one of the best footballers, one of the best junior footballers going around. He's been telling me that for 20 years, and I've never believed him, Mick, so I'm assuming you can agree with me. Uh, he wasn't too bad. He wasn't too bad. He was hard, hard at it. I'll give you that much. <laughs> hey, have you got a bucket list for me? I have got a bucket list. Um, mine's pretty easy, mate, to see Collingwood win back-to-back next year. Back-to-back. Yep. Where are your confidence levels at? Like right now, I know it's off season, but it's hard. I know McStay, obviously, that the ACL is not going to be uh, a perfect situation. But do you think with Schultz coming in and the, and the tweaking of some players, you can absolutely be there again? Um, as long as all our uh, older players, so to speak, have a have a you know injury free year and a good year, I reckon we've got a good chance. Uh, you know what? It's a good bucket list, and I reckon a lot of a lot of Pies fans agree with you. Hopefully, back to the MCG. In the black and white. Thank you, Mick, who is uh, using the Werribee Kia open line for Werribee Kia, one of the prestigious national Kia car dealer of the year. Werribee Kia warehouse. We are just starting to fire it up. We have got a lot to get into. Daisy Pierce, around 45 minutes away. Craig Tiley, Bruno Fornaroli is going to jump on the line. Monconti is going to be in studio. But the first hour, as always, is about you. And we want to compile a bucket list with 10 events for 2024 on it. Glenn, Josh, Adam, Michael, I'm coming to you next. $50 e-gift card to give away. 18 holes of golf, all thanks to Club Mandalay and an Albert Park mini golf family pass all on the cards next. Afternoons on SEN. SEN Afternoons, Cam Luke in for Dwayne Russell, who will be back bigger and better in 2024 when hopefully me and all the listeners are hitting our bucket list, our sporting bucket list as we get towards a new calendar year. It's a time of year where we think to ourselves, you know what, we want to do this. We want to go to that. Maybe we want to go back to an event we have already been to. So this hour is all about you on the Werribee Key open line, one 736 736 Your sporting bucket list for the new year. Midday Madness, all thanks to Work Locker, Caram Downs and Packingham. Work where for wherever you work. Already we got one. We got one. We're going to get 10. One is the Vegas Super Bowl. So that is one that's on the list of 10. Sean is in Wood End has said this, does the cheese rolling race at Cooper's Hill in the UK count as a sport? Because I reckon I could catch the cheese. It absolutely does. We're going to call it a sport for this particular occasion. Anyway, and that's the type of stuff that I want. Stuff that, you know, grand finals, state of origin, Super Bowls, Melbourne Cups, playing golf at Barmbuga, whatever it might be, I'm absolutely all for it. But the weird, unique stuff that people have done or want to do 
that are on your bucket list. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Glenn and Tullamarine's been holding. Let's go to you, Glenn. Glenn, what do you got for me? At the top of my bucket list would be a MCG day-night uh, pink ball test. It's been a long time coming. Um, there's been lights at the MCG for about five decades. Mm-hmm. The first day-night test was played in Australia about seven years ago. And still, us Melbournians are waiting. I just I feel like it's time for a, a day-night test match. Yeah, there's that continual talk, and there is no doubt, Glenda, that it'll fire up again over the next couple of weeks. Will the Boxing Day, will it go to day-night? How will we sit? You know, it's a tradition that we currently have. I, I think it'll be brilliant. I think it'll be brilliant. I'm a big day-night test guy. I, I think it... It evens up also the, the batsmen and the bowlers that has been so geared towards the, the batsmen and women in, in recent times. So uh, I think it'll be perfect, Glenn. So uh, I can't, I don't think you can go on the bucket list because I don't think we'll see it in 2024, but it's an idea that a lot of people absolutely want. Michael's on the Gold Coast and keeping in mind, prizes galore to give away and I've got to start giving them away. $50 House of Golf e-gift card. 18 holes of golf at Club Mandalay and Albert Park mini golf family pass with the school holidays here. So it's all about the bucket list and your prizes to come your way if I like what you got to say. Michael on the Gold Coast, mate. How you doing? Good thanks, mate. Merry Christmas to you and, and, and to, all the listeners. And to you. Mate, my, my bucket list item is definitely flying from the Gold Coast down to the MCG on grand final day and singing the blues anthem at the end of the game after winning the, the flag. So your confidence levels or your optimism around this particular bucket list being achieved a lot higher than it may have ever been in the last, we'll say, two decades? Absolutely. Yeah, really um, really confident after last year or last season. Uh, continual improvement, I think, is um, definitely going to be happening along with a, uh, obviously a better um, mid-season, I should say, than what we had last season. You were at the Gabba, were you? Prelim yes, night? I was. So at quarter time, was there the continual conversation about tickets and the travel arrangements? How did you sit at quarter oh, time? Mate, I was, I was on the phone, all my relatives in Melbourne, organising all the accommodation and everything uh, and making sure my sons were down there with me yep. too. And I think there is something nice and brilliantly romantic sporting sense when you can share. I know that when you have this type of thing that is – a long time coming, and, and there aren't Carlton's aren't, aren't the only fan base that have this. But when you're able to enjoy it with family who have been through so much sporting heartache, I I think there's something really nice about that, and that, that's what happened. I'm a I grew up a Western Bulldogs fan, prelim after prelim after prelim, and in 2016 to be able to share it with so many people who are in my family and friendship group who brag for the same team, it, it adds to the moment, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, I think you know about 90 percent of my my family and my extended family are all blues supporters. So, uh, if anything, it, it, it did bring us all a lot closer together um, for all the successes towards the end of the season. But even during the lows as well, you know, we're all um, we're all pretty patient with the team. We're all avid fans and and supporters. And you know, I wouldn't say that we were confident around mid-season, but. Um, you know, we're always supporting Colton through thick and thin, no matter what. Good. That's the way it is. And that's how so many people are here who, who love their footy. Michael, thank you. I, I'd love to give you a prize, man, but they're all Melbourne-based, the Victorian-based today. So we'll wait till you get down here on that uh, last Saturday in September. Harley is in Lara on the Werribee Key open line. Uh, Harley, what do you got for us? Yeah, g'day, mate. Um, I swum 5K in the Vic Open Water Championship on the weekend. Congrats. And I want to um, swim 10 in March. 
Okay, so have so you got an, have you got an event specific for it? Yeah, it's uh, it's the um, Williamstown Open Water. Yep. How, how did you get so, into? How did you get into? Sorry to interrupt. How did you get into open water swimming? Like, what 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 made you think? You know what? I'm going to start to try all this. Well, I used to um, I used to sprint in the pool mm-hmm. as a kid, and took it back up um, five six years ago. Um, and yeah, then sort of got over it, and I was like, yep. Why not um, try something completely different, a bit crazier? Um, and, yeah, open water. Well, open so, water is uh, yeah. something that you're on the right track. You're halfway there, man. So once you get out there in Williamstown in March, good luck. Cheers, man. Thank you. It'll be done. Harley in Lara, which isn't too far from Werribee Kia, to be fair, using the Werribee Kia open line on 1300 736 736. So we've only got the one right now. We've only got the one. It is the Vegas Super Bowl, but we're going to be jam-packed. We're going to have a list of 10 compiled by you, the SEN listeners. 2024, it's all about bucket lists. You might have already done something. You might want to do it again. You might have something that you desperately want to do, and there's something unique. I want to play Barn Bugle. I'm not a very good golfer. In fact, when I say I'm not a very good golfer, I am a disgusting golfer. But it's one of the most beautiful courses on the planet. I've been to King Island a couple of times. Big shout out to the crew at, at Southern Airlines as well, led by Cole Tucker and the crew. They'll take us to King Island and they've got a place. Andy and Gazy have been there a number of times. It may be as simple as having a hit on one of the greatest golf courses in the world, or it might be sitting in the stands at a great sporting event that only happens every once every four years like the Paris Olympic Games. Nothing is off Topic or off limits where we're talking bucket lists, and I want more of yours after the news. SEN Afternoons, Cam Luke in for Dwayne Russell. It's Midday Madness. That stays the same, that never goes away. And it'll be back bigger and better with the pipe in 2024. It's all thanks to Work Locker, Karim Downs, and Packing and Workwear for wherever you work. It is a quite simple topic. For people who have ever listened to me talk about sport, it would be of no surprise that I am simple. So it's a simple question. Bucket list, 2024, sports. Where do you want to go? What are you going to do? one 736 736 Let's get over to the West. Twinkles is in WA. Hello, Twink. How are you guys? I'm actually not WA anymore in Victoria. Oh, well, welcome. Welcome to Victoria, my man. What do you got for us on a bucket list sense? Well, I did my bucket listing a couple of weeks ago, and I've had that for 20 years that I've wanted to do it. And now I want to do it backwards. Go on. So, have, you heard of the, have you heard of the Nullarbor Golf Links? I have. I, I absolutely have. There's like, there's like 18 holes, like, a, you know, 100 k's apart, is it, or something like that? Yeah, you start at Kelsville and go to Sejuna. Some of the holes are like a couple of hundred k's apart, but it mm-hmm. might be a roadhouse with just one hole built. Um, and I was in Kalgoorlie about 20 years ago when they started talking about building it. I got the chance a couple of weeks ago to drive across the Malibor and I shot 77. I was super happy with that. And it is just the most awesome thing. But now I want to play it from Sejuna back to Kalgoorlie. So firstly, I, I love the fact you've played it and, and you, you want to do it again. But secondly, what's... Like, what's the traffic on there? Like, when you go to your tee up, are there other people on the course? Like, how many people actually use it on a regular basis? Oh, look, I didn't say... Uh, there was one one hole, I think, when I was in uh, Belladonia um, that 
someone was just leaving as I got there, but that was the only one that um, that had somebody on it. But mate, the toughest one, I, uh, it was a par five at Eucla. Uh, yeah. And you're literally just across the road from the Great Australian Fight, and the wind was blowing straight, 560 metres or something. I hit driver, three wood, a hybrid wedge, and hold a 30 foot of the par. So. Bang. That was the highlight of my trip. I, I, I will say, you would be a little stiff if you rolled up to the tee box and there was someone holding you up and uh, considering the 300Ks in between holes. Hey, so are you are you in Victoria now, Twink? Are, are, you, are you now Victorian? Yeah, I've moved back to Victoria. Okay. Do you want to play Club Mandalay? The, the, the holes are a little closer. They'll give you a cart, but you don't need your car. Well, I think that would be spectacular. Beautifully done. Thanks, Sonia Twinkles. Twinkles of Victoria now, not WA. Of course, 18 holes of golf. For Twink and a mate, he's going to get a car, which is easier than a car, but it is one of those bucket list items that a couple of people have texted in about. Of course, if you want to go play Club Mandalay, do it. Clubmandalay.com.au. Michael is in Sunbury. Hello to you, Michael. You there, Michael? Yeah, good day, mate. How are you going? I'm well, mate. What do you got for me? Uh, I'd like to get a Cogline Masters, um, the WSL Cup. Actually, you'd, you'd want to compete or just sit on the sand and watch? Uh, just watch. I don't think I'd be up to compete. Look, it lends itself to a great deal of excitement, doesn't it? Yeah, I think it's the best cup in the world. Beautifully done. Just having a little phone issue with you, Michael, but I got the gist of it. I appreciate your call as always. We will stay in Sunbury. Back-to-back Sunburyans here. Let's get to Tim. Hello, Tim. Hey, g'day. Um, not sure if it's been mentioned or not, but uh, I, I, I think um, anyone that appreciates a good game of golf would love to get to, to, to the Masters at least once in their lifetime. It, there is no doubt it's been mentioned, but uh, we can mention Augusta and the Masters and the tournament of watches maybe the greatest tournament in golf in the world. We can mention it a million times if we have to. Is there someone specific? Like, give me a golfer, Tim, that you would follow or have main interest in if you got to Augusta and you had the chance. Oh, look, I, I think um, one probably from, from left field at the moment, just the way he's playing, would be Min, Min Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think he's, he's, he's well and truly in, in form at the moment. And... Uh, just to see you know, what, what, what he can do on, on the big, biggest stage. I mean, you know, you've, you've obviously, obviously got, got the, the normal guys, but I'd love to just go and, and follow, follow some of the Aussies. Be cool, wouldn't it? And it would be amazing to be there. I know it doesn't happen all that often. It would be amazing to be there if an Australian goes to the back nine on day four and is in really ripping form. There's no doubt Augusta's coming through a million times. Off the 40 Wings Temper text, Tim. That is a brilliant, a brilliant suggestion for a bucket list. Uh, Ted's in Hawthorne, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. If you are just joining us for the first time, it is quite simple. We're going to, from all the listeners, all you guys out there, all you guys and girls who love sport, we're putting together the ultimate 2024 bucket list as we head towards the new year. Ted, bucket list me. Yeah, mate. I've uh, just got a quick one for you. I was at Cathedral in- in- Invitational last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, golf course, that is. Uh, not only is it very exclusive to even go to, it's just a spectacular course as a, as a spectacle in general. So, obviously, it was more in- intimate than your average course or event to go to, but, um, you know, the golfers were enjoying themselves, not taking it too seriously. But 
um, yeah, just a just an outstanding event that I'll definitely be going to next year. Hey, Ted, I, I was lucky enough to be down there as well. David King and I uh, did drive, and of course, Andy and 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 Gazy a little earlier in the day. I I was stunned. First time I'd been to Cathedral, of course, as you touched on. It's a uh, it's an exclusive course and, and one that I'd never been before. But I was, and I said this a million times last week, so I do apologise for repeating myself. But the how close we could get to the golfers was remarkable. Well, I worked the walked the first four holes with Smith and Ogilvy and and Scott. The fact they were just walking amongst the the golf loving fans just blew my mind. It was absolutely incredible. Like I was standing behind Cam Smith when he hit the driver off the deck on the off the I reckon it was the thirteen. Yep. And um, I was standing behind him. I felt like I was playing with him. So, um, yeah, as I said, just yeah, just the the closest you had the access to the players, as you said as well. Um, yeah, I think uh, I was very surprised. There was only three to four thousand people mm. there because I reckon next year there'll be a lot more. Absolutely, it was brilliant, uh, Ted. Thank you for calling us, and no doubt the Cathedral Invitational is one that I think. And we touched on this, and I think Ted's right. It's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger as it gets more exposure and more chat about it, and the best golfers in the world get back here. Mark Leishman played last year, spoke incredibly well about it, convinced Cam Smith to come and have a hit. Adam Scott won it. He was really good. There's, I think it's just going to grow. I, I know the Australian summary of golf is calendar-wise a little tough for these golfers who are ending a long year and have been all around the world and there are so many different avenues now to tours and live, EPGA and, and vice versa. But there is no doubt that feels like something that's going to grow in the Australian summary of golf. John's on the road. Last one before the break, Tim and David, I'm going to get to you shortly. John, bucket list, 2024. What's on yours? Yeah, thank you. I'm not sure they're going to make the top 10, but for me, um, look, uh, SCN was a big reason why um, I uh, my, my interest in golf was rekindled a few years ago, and I got myself to a reasonable state, and then last year, so that life got in the way and let me down a bit. So I'm aiming to uh, to continue that uh, at some point. And the other thing would be to be standing uh, on the last day in the grand final with uh, the Pies winning back-to-back. I think uh, if you thought the town went crazy uh, this season, wait till that happens. So that would be um, that would be a nice... U224 for me. There you go. Sounds like a nice uh, a nice year, no doubt, John, if the pies for you were able to go back to back. Tim, David and Nathan, I'm going to get to you on the other side of this. The Werribee Kia open line is open. Already, top of the list right now, Vegas Super Bowl. There, there is something that I am stunned. Absolutely, here in Australia, stunned that no one has mentioned yet. It is AFL related. It is going to be in the 10 but no one has mentioned it, not on the Werby Kia open line or the 40 Wings temper tech. So I'll hold fire, but I'm going to mention it in the next 15 minutes because I am very surprised, and I think we're living in the moment more so than casting our minds back to FOMO we might have had earlier in the year. Uh, that probably gives it away. Work locker, this is what Midday Madness does. Work locker, carry them downs and packing them. Work where forever you work. Tim, David, Nathan, Marty, you're up next. Afternoons on SEN. SEN Afternoons, all thanks to Work Locker, Karim Downs and Packenham. Unlocked, stocked and full of value. Work where forever you work. Cam Luke in for Dwayne Russell. He'll be back 
into the new year where hopefully us, me and you all, the listeners, are embarking on a bucket list, Sporting Sense 2024, and that's what it's all about today. one 736 736. The two things I had on the top of my bucket list, one was the Vegas Super Bowl. That has been checked off. There is another bucket list item that I can't believe nobody has gone with yet. Tim's in Brighton on the Werby Kia open line. Tim, hello to you. G'day, Cam. Uh, Merry Christmas to you and your family. And to yours. Thank you. My my bucket list, uh, look, I've been to the uh, uh, Melbourne Spring Carnival, uh, done that. I, I would love to go out to all the uh, country races and all the, you know, see the, um, the country races. But at the top of the list, above all that, is the fastest two minutes in sports, the Kentucky Derby mm-hmm. and Churchill Downs. I would just be over the moon to go to that uh, event and just down a, a traditional, uh, I think it's a traditional uh, drink at the Kentucky Derby. Yep. Uh, the mint, I think they call it the mint julep. I believe so. I, I haven't had the privilege of going, but I believe so. Everything that you've done, Tim, from reading about it and watching about it and historic traditions around it excite me as much as they excite you, mate. Maybe we need to get our heads together and work out a way to get there. Listen, I, I, I'd be more than happy to do that anyway to get over there. I mean, it, it's just a... Uh... I mean, it, it, it's. I think it's been going. It's almost been going 150 years, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, continually year after year. I mean, it's just a, a, such an exciting race and uh, something at the top of my list. I absolutely agree, Tim. I was lucky enough in 2015 to be at the Belmont Stakes, which is the third leg of the of the US Triple Crown, when American Pharaoh won the Triple Crown, and it had been. More than 40-odd years since uh, a horse had uh, completed it and the joint was going nuts, absolutely going nuts. But the Kentucky Derby kickstarts it and a wonderful sporting event that no doubt should be on the bucket list. David is in Mernda, one 736 736 David, uh, what do you got for me? Yeah, good day, Ken. Uh, look, my, my one's probably a little bit different to the others. And um, look, I, I'd rather spend a lot more time and I could tour. Mine would be the Tour de France. Gives you roughly a whole month just travelling around France in the summer, um, drinking the wine, enjoying the whole atmosphere. I just think it's fantastic. It, it would be brilliant. I know Sammy Edmund has been there a number of times, both in a, a pleasurable sense and a and a work sense. And he talks about you got such it, it, it combines unbelievable sporting prowess when it comes to the actual cycling, but it also combines some of the most gorgeous scenery in the world, right, David? So you kind of get the best of both worlds, don't you? Yeah, absolutely, and um, I think also with you know a couple of bottles of wine too that you can't go wrong with. So maybe taking Georgie Samios over with us would be <laughs> yes. fantastic too. That's the perfect way to build it, David. I love it, Georgie Samios. I'm assuming would be the person you would first take if you're wanting advice when it comes to red wine. Nathan is in Gisborne. Hello, Nath. Oh, have we lost Nath? No, I'm here. Ah, gotcha, my man. Take it away. What do you got? Actually, as much as I'm not a very big uh, soccer fan or football fan for mm-hmm. the people that call that, but I'd love to get over to the UK and go to a Manchester Derby, United v City, and just see the passion of those supporters. Like, There's just something different about the way they love their football or soccer over there, and that's just something I think would be awesome to just, just go and witness. It's kind of like the Super Bowl, but just witness their passion and how they love their sport. And this, Nathan, is something that I think speaks to the the heart of so many sporting fans. You don't necessarily have to be a hardcore, passionate fan of that particular sport. It's the event. And this is what bucket lists are, are built on. There would be no doubt that 
United v City would be incredible. Champions League, again, I'm not a major, major, major world game fan or, or, or person who spends every waking moment across it as much as I am other sports, but I'm absolutely well and truly aware of the of the sense of theatre and drama and suspense and intrigue and, and, and high, 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 high quality sport of which they continue to churn out each year. I love it, Nathan. That's a brilliant idea. A lot of people saying Champions League of the 40 Wings Temper text as well. We're going to squeeze this last break in. Rick and Brian, oh my, yes, I'm coming to you on the other side of this. Afternoons on SEN. Well, thanks to Work Locker, Karim Downs and Packenham. Workwear for wherever you work. This is SEN Afternoons. Cam Luke in for Dwayne Russell is going to be back in 2024. The Werribee Key open line is always is open. So is the 40 Wings temper text. Plenty of both coming through. We've got a big two hours to fill our SEN bucket list. So we'll get to all that and plenty more shortly. We've got prizes to give away. Bruno Fornaroli is going to join me in around 40 minutes' time. He is in ripping form. His team also playing very nicely. So he'll jump on the Werby Kia open line. Mon Conti in studio. AFLW league best and fairest. She's won about 15 Tigers best and fairest. She's dominated a grand final in the red, white, and blue. And she still plays in the WNBL. She's a dual code superstar athlete. So Mon Conti in studio in about 90 minutes time. But we're all going to need to take a big, deep breath because one of our favourites here at SEN, she's been a big part of AFL Nation and SEN for a number of years. She is a superstar, both as a player and as a football analyst. And then as an assistant coach, I'm speaking of Daisy Pearce, who was announced yesterday as the head coach in the AFLW, the West Coast Eagles. And honestly, no real surprise. We were waiting for some type of announcement where she becomes a head coach. And it is here. And she joins us right now. Daisy, congratulations. Oh, thanks, Cam. Yeah, um, really exciting day. Um, and yeah, a dream come true, really, to be coaching a AFLW side and yeah, to head over to the West um, for a massive club that's, um, yeah, not not been at the level that they would have liked to have performed so far in AFLW, but um, with plenty of tools and Good things going for it. I'm just super excited to get in and get to work and get to know these girls a bit more um, intimately than what I have from watching from afar. How did you find the process? Uh, we always assumed at some point you were going to step in and continue to be a, a head coach, be it AFLW or, or AFL men's, but how have you found the process to, to end up as the Eagles coach? Yeah, oh, it's something um, that I've weighed up a couple of times, like that decision of whether to jump into coaching um, at AFLW level and at a senior level or whether to get experience elsewhere. And um, obviously last year made the decision to take up the opportunity with Belong, which I was super grateful for, um, to get into the, the men's program and learn from some industry leaders in terms of Chris Scott and Steve Hawking, Nigel Lappin, who I worked really closely with and all their other coaches. It was just an invaluable experience and sort of made that decision at the time on a, on a number of levels, like balancing other career opportunities I had with the media, um, you know, financially and from a family perspective, the ability to work part-time um, in women's footy is a tricky one and, um, whereas there is a bit more opportunity part-time in men's 
Um, but then just purely, and this was the biggest one from an experience point of view, um, understanding the responsibility it is as senior coach when you take on not just a playing group, but a, a whole program as well. I really watched and admired how hard Mixed Denier, our coach at Melbourne during my playing days, worked to um, develop every single one of the players on his list, but also manage and coordinate a, a big group of part-time staff. So um, having seen the amount of work he did and um, absolutely loving him as a coach, I probably lived in a space of, oh, I need to make sure that I can manage everything that he did to the level he did before I, I take on a group because I know that as a player, your time, even if you have a long career, it's so short. And I, I kind of felt this responsibility that you don't want to mm. um, take on that because then the clock is ticking for those players. So that that was kind of the view that I had and I I wanted to go and feel as much experience as I could. And I mean, in, in one year, um, I got a lot of experience, but I certainly didn't le- learn everything. So this change in path isn't a case of, oh, now I'm I'm ticked off all those boxes and I'm ready to go. It's more just maybe a, a, a different perspective and a, a seeing um, the way that Chris Scott and his program was run was learning that um, to be a senior coach, you, you don't have to be everything to everyone um, all the time. And if you've got a good team of people around you and support and resourcing from a club point of view, then you can yeah set it up so that you can empower the, the people that you work with to, to get what needs to be done, done. So I think that was probably the biggest change is um, yeah, coming to a place of knowing that I've got enough strengths that um, I can get going and that those strengths align with what West Coast are really looking for and needing. And the rest, I'm just going to have to work out as I go. I'm not going to know everything and I'm going to make mistakes, but I'm going to work really hard to learn from them and, um, yeah, try and prioritise the things that are most important in the meantime. Just based on that, you've been an intelligent football player for a long time, a very intelligent football person when we get to see you in the media sense for a long time. How much did you learn going into the last 12 months, part of that, that fabulous Geelong culture and, and club? How much did you learn or how much did you tangibly feel you, you learned from or around football just in that 12 months with them that, you know, we already know how smart you are as a player, but football as a whole? Oh, heaps, heaps. But it, it, some of the, I learned a whole lot at Melbourne as well yep. um, in that program. Like I've been so lucky to be at two uh, clubs that have different strengths and different challenges, um, but have both had success in the time that I've been around the place. So I, I learn a heap. Um, and I guess the biggest thing is, I mean, naively you come out of Melbourne thinking, oh, that's how footy is done. And that's how footy clubs are run. Um, and because and it's a successful one, you think, oh, that must be the way. Um, and then you get to Geelong and you realise, oh, that's one way. <laughs> um, so I, I think the biggest learning is just to see um, the contrast and to see that there are different ways of doing things and every club are going to have challenges and things that they're looking to improve and different strengths and to go to Geelong um, and get amongst that it was it's a very it, it was a different club culturally in a lot of ways but it's kind of like allowed me to compare and and pick out the bits that I think are strengths from both whereas coming out of Melbourne you sort of only know one way yeah. that is the the way um, but yeah that I think the biggest learnings, like I said, is that um, empowerment of good people um, and the, you know, Chris's ability to um, 
really go after the things that are his strengths and important to him, but then letting the good people around him do their job well. I think that that's the biggest takeaway. But then, you know, from a pure technical point of view, yeah, just the immersement in a program that is full-time um, and 24 weeks of the season and developmentally at a level that's a, a little bit further ahead. Like, I, I learned so much. Um, and then, you know, then you go to AFLW and there it's at a different level. And the, the games, I think, will be always different they're they're going to be there's going to be football and there'll be similarities but there'll be different things that you need to bring to the fore but um yeah just from that pure scrutinizing and analyzing to a a deeper level because of the 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 luxury of time and resourcing that you have in a men's program I learned a heap and now it's um yeah going back into a program that's part-time and being able to, you know, you, you might not be able to achieve everything that I saw being achieved in a men's program last year, purely from a time perspective, but working out which are the really crucial bits that you, you can go after. Before we touch on the Eagles and the list and, and going forward, I will ask, you've only been retired less than 12 months, days. There's no player coach in this, is there? We're not going to see you don the <laughs> Eagles colours on field. Well, that's the girls were already getting stuck into me yesterday, the players, about how I did the press conference in footy socks and match day shorts or something like that. And I, um, I said, oh, it is going to take a little bit for me to still give up on the dream. But um, no, nah, nah, definitely not. Okay. I, I think my hands are going to be well and truly full um, from a coaching perspective, such is the level that AFLW has gotten to. And it's in a, a really interesting time in its evolution in terms of you know, it is a part-time, semi-professional sport, but um, the players of themselves and um, the footy industry and the, the onlookers have a professional expectation. So it's it's in a real um, phase of transition that is uh, tricky and demanding. And um, so I'll definitely have my hands full. And on top of that, the game is just getting so powerful and fast. And I was never necessarily gifted athletically or with many fast-pitch muscle fibres. So... Um, no, nah, I'll take my footy socks off in a couple of weeks and just put the coach hat on, I think. Daisy Pierce joins us, uh, the new head coach of the West Coast Eagles in the AFLW. As I think a lot of people would know, Daisy, and you did allude to, it hasn't been overly successful on field for the West Coast Eagles in, in recent seasons. When you look at their list, when you evaluate, evaluate the list and you have a look at where the strengths and the weaknesses lie, is it one that you think you can turn around relatively quickly? Um, oh, I'm definitely not going to make any grand statements yep. about where we can get. Like, given I, I'm two two days in, and I we we just need to see what we've got. Like, mm-hmm. I think you make your assessments from a distance, and I've done a lot of work, kind of getting to know um, through talking to where they see their list at um, in terms of the list management and um, the coaches that are there. And but I'm coming in with a pretty open mind about what we've got like I, I'm as excited as everyone else is about what Ella Roberts can do and Charlie Thomas who was the first All-Australian um, last uh, last season and won our best and fairest so there's there's players like that Bella Lewis another one um, Warren Wackfell like got a lot of talent that I'm as excited as anyone about but I'm also keen to get in and see what else we've got like yeah. I'm, I'm going to bring a really open mind about um, where players can get to and where they might play. Um, and I think, yeah, I'll use the time in the first few months 
to just not get too narrow in my thinking about a where people's capacity sits will be where they're going to play and then see when you add all those things together where we might get to as a team but I think um, just from an environment point of view just um, coming in and showing great care and passion for the sport like I think that's probably where we'll get the biggest upswing initially like these girls are um, yeah I think the thing they're most excited about is not that I'm going to come in with any grand game plan or um, you know, I'm not going to reinvent football and that, that's not their expectation of me is the sense I get early on. Like they, um, yeah, are just really excited to have someone so passionate about the sport and, you know, I, I'll probably go too far at times. Like I care about the people in my, my footy club like a family. So, um, yeah, that's what I really valued in the good coaches I have and I hope that I can become that for these girls. I don't think in that sense and what you were talking about with yourself and passion and excitement, I don't think there is any way you can go too far in a situation (laughs) such as a football club. And there's no doubt the girls are incredibly excited for a a perfectly great reason. I will ask you though, because it's it's a busy time. I'm assuming you've started work because we're in trading period, of course. The draft isn't too far away. Are you you smack bang into it? Yeah, um, particularly with the sensitivity around the the, the transition from Geelong. Like I... I, I say it, I've said it a few times and I mean it like I was genuinely um, excited and being challenged in the role that I was doing. Um, I just started work as academy coordinator for the first to third year boys and um, was yeah, just getting to know that those players that we'd brought in at Geelong. So I was, you know, had my hands full and was invested there and it was sort of like a really quick switch now into this mode. So it's, it's um we've got ground to make up, which isn't ideal from a, the sense of like getting to know and and learn all those conversations that they've been having from a, a list management point of view at West Coast. But um yeah, hence was the, the rationale between a bit of a flurry and a quick transition is capitalising on these last couple of days that are in the trade and then having a bit more time leading into the draft. So um yeah, I, I've got. Plenty of meetings lined up this afternoon, ready to just go into the into the vault and um, yeah, get up to speed with where we're at. But that being said, um, you know, I, I sort of have a practical and pragmatic view of this trade period and and the draft. I, I'm excited about what we've got to work with that's already on our list, and we're going to explore. And and people already are exploring ways of improving our list. And Geordie, our list manager, Michelle Cow, and They've done a lot of work in this space already, but I'm not desperate to go out and find things that are going to make us improve. If there's a way to improve our list, we're we're open to conversations and we're having them. But the work, the good work that we can do is with what we've got, and that's where my energy is going to be focused. If we get um, our environment right and a happy playing group most of the time, and <laughs> our on-field performance um, to a more competitive level, we'll then. I think that's where we tip our energy and it makes this time next year a whole lot easier. So whilst I'm going to play a part in the list management stuff, I think my biggest focus is all that other stuff and making this time next year hopefully a much um, yeah easier easier process. Can't wait for it. It's a great deal of excitement. I will ask you, though, what the AFLW off-season means for Daisy Pearce. Channel 7, of course, I'm biased, of course, being a... A Channel 7 person as well. Is there an opportunity to be involved in the West Coast Eagles men's program? What does it look like outside of AFLW with such a drastic geographical move to West Australia? 
Yeah, I, I think, um, well, for starters, my role is um, purely within AFLW yep. and that's where my commitment is um, at the club. And it's it's a part-time program at the moment, but as a senior coach, it's a full-time investment. Mm. And with the way that the CBA changed this year to 12-month contracts for our players, which is a really positive step, um, I can only see that increasing. So um, the off-season, whilst there's space in it at the moment, um, I think that that will gradually fill and that, that will be a positive thing as hopefully the season grows and um, the professionalism of the sport increases in terms of the commitment of hours and resourcing, that kind of thing. And it's heading in that direction. So I anticipate that that will continue. Um, but also I think that's where you make a lot of your, your real gains, especially for a team that is trying to close a gap on the bigger teams. Like we're going to work pretty hard in that, you know, February through May period before the official pre-season begins. So um, with the 12-month contract, you've now got the ability to, to really utilise that time um, in a structured way. So I, even though it's the off-season, we're going to be really, really busy throughout that time. And I, you know, If there's any way that I can stay involved with Channel 7 and, and the, the media work around that, I'll definitely explore it. It's a conversation that Carrie O'Keefe and Lewis Martin, who have been, you know, so supportive of me before this and in making this decision. So, yeah, if I can stay involved, I, I would love to because the privilege of commentating and working in media um, isn't lost on me. It's been awesome and, and a thrill. But, yeah, my, my commitment and priority now will have to become um, my team at West Coast. But the, the men's question, just to go back to that, like, yeah, my role sits in women's. I don't have a, a role in an official capacity, but um, I expect to, you know, really learn from and share ideas with all the coaches in the men's program. And I hope that, you know, we we do quickly get to that point where we've got a working relationship where there is that idea sharing and learning from the different strengths of each program, which I think, um, yeah, when you can get to that point, that's what true integration is, and we're more of the good the good clubs are heading with their men's and women's programs. Absolutely. I, I think I speak for everyone days when I say this. For someone who, who knows you or listens to you or has watched you play or seen what you've been able to do in the world of footy so far, there is not one person surprised by the announcement yesterday around the head coaching job of the West Coast Eagles. And I have no doubt that everyone absolutely expects you to continue to excel in that new role and your new football journey. So thank you for finding some time. I know how busy you are today and over the next couple of days. Appreciate it. We all love you here at SEN and at Channel 7. And we can't wait to uh, see what you do AFLW at the West Coast Eagles. Thanks, Cam. And yeah, I, I should say thank you to everyone at SEN for their support too. And um, the role that they've played in my development as well. So Thank you to you and Hutchie and the rest of the team as well. Daisy Pierce, thank you. Superstar, like absolute superstar. As I said there, it doesn't really matter if you know her personally, if you played against her, or if you coached her or you worked with her or you just simply sat at home and listened to her speak about football. The odds of her excelling in her new role at the Eagles are going to be very, very high. She's going to be very good quickly. Quick break. 40 Wings Temper Tech continues to fire on through. We are going to get back to the bucket list stuff. Bruno Fornaroli is not too far away, but the Werribee Kia open line is back open. one 736 736 for Werribee Kia, awarded the prestigious National Kia Car Dealer of the Year. Werribee Kia Warehouse. Quite simple. It's a simple question. 
Simple question, bucket list, sport, 2024. What is on yours? Now, I will say, number one on mine, as we compile this list, is the Vegas Super Bowl. Number two has yet to be said on the Werribee Kia open line. So 1-300-736-736. If you know what my number two is, and I think it's it's extremely obvious, if you are a footy fan, <clears throat> yeah, that's right, hint, if you are a footy fan, this has to be on your bucket list. If you say it, I'll throw you a prize. Afternoons on SEN. Well, thanks to Work Locker, Garam Downs and Packenham. Unlocked, stocked and full of value. Work for workwear for wherever you work. This is SEN Afternoons. Cam Luke in for Dwayne Russell, who is freshening up for what is going to be a big 2024. Today, the Werribee Kia open line is open. Honestly, for you and me to all put our sporting brains together and come up with a bucket list in 2024. So in 90 minutes, we're halfway there. There will be 10 bucket list items once we are all said and done. So to win the prizes, you have to use the Werribee Kia open line, one 736 736 I will get to some of the great suggestions. I understand how people are working, can't get on the Werribee Kia open line, but some of the suggestions coming through on the 40 Wings Temper Text, outstanding. So I'll get to them shortly. Bruno Fornaroli is not far away. Monconci in studio in about an hour's time. So we're jam-packed. And wherever you might be, I want to hear from you. Right now, only one 100% locked in. Vegas Super Bowl. In fact, we're going to put Augusta there as well because that has been thrown in there. So right now, we've got Vegas Super Bowl and Augusta. But there is one major event that people have forgotten about here in Australia. And the first person who gives me that event will win a prize. That's after the news. SEN Radio Network for your Tuesday afternoon. SEN Afternoons, all thanks to Work Locker, Carum Downs and Packetum. Unlocked, stocked and full of value workwear for wherever you work. Bruno Fornaroli is in incredible form and he's 10 minutes away from joining me on the Werribee Kia open line, one 736 736 to get involved. But right now it's about you, bucket list style. Let's do it. Mark in Shepparton on the Werribee Kia open line. Bucket list, Mark, what can you add? Uh, it had got to be gathered around oh. in Adelaide, wouldn't it, Cam? Mate, Mark, I'll tell you this. I legitimately, I've never had more FOMO from an Australian sporting event. I wasn't there last year. I locked it in almost as certain as it finished, I think I was locked in. And I can't believe we got 90 minutes down. We all lost our mind over it, regardless if we were in Adelaide or not. I can't believe it hasn't been already thrown out there, Mark. I love it. Yeah, I can't believe it either. I was the same. As soon as it finished last year, group of mates organising tickets, trying to work out when it was on. So, yeah. Mate, are you, you a golfer? Are you a golfer? Uh, no, I'm not. All right. Well, do you mind if I give the prize to someone else, even though I promised the first person to say gather out? I've only got two prizes and they're both golf related. Uh, I could probably use it. Okay. I'm a bit of a social hack. 
You know what you could do? You could actually give it away as a Christmas present. I will give you the $50 e-gift card to the House of Golf. How does that sound? No worries at all, mate. Beautifully done. Thank you, uh, Mark and Shepard. And gather round. It had to be on the bucket list. It was one that, and I think we are uh, clearly prisoners of the moment, but the fact is that gather round rolled in. Not necessarily we all thought it wasn't going to work, but we thought it was unique and how it was going to be viewed is a big reason as to why it continually is one that's on the bucket list. Gather Round is on it. Absolutely. Great football, footballing festival, nice time of the year. Adelaide did a really good job, and they are going to be jam-packed again. The bars, the restaurants, the football ovals come Gather Round in 2024. Now, a few people off the 40 Wings Tipper text. We, we are apologetic. We are having some broadcast issues. I guarantee that's not A-Rod. It's not Lincoln. It's not myself. We are having a couple of issues. So we do apologize, even though we're apologizing for something we have zero control over. But thank you to the text messages and the people who have thrown them towards us. Bruno Fornaroli is going to join me on the other side of this. I'm going to get back to the Werribee Kia open line. We're only three items onto the bucket list down and we need 10. So your 40 Wings temper text will fill it out if the Werribee Kia open line doesn't do so. Afternoons on SEN. Arzani delivers. It's a good ball in. Oh, it's four from Bonaroli. Well, the near post header. And for the second time this season, and just the second time in his A-League career, he has scored four goals in a match. And what a way to bring up number 100, Bruno Fornaroli. Hats off. Hats off indeed. It was a big win, 4-3. A very entertaining game against the Wanderers, but a man who is in incredible form. Bruno Fornaroli joins us from Melbourne Victory right here on SCN. Bruno, welcome back. Hi, hello. How are you guys? Hey, I'm doing really well, man. I'm assuming you're the same because you are in red-hot form. Yeah, I'm so happy, actually, uh, not just only for the for the four goals in the weekend and reach my my 100 goal in, in the league. Is, is because we we won the three important points, you know, away from home against a, a really good team. So uh, that shows I... We really improve as a team, and 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 it's great to see, and 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 that of course made me made me so happy. You talk about the three points being away. It's such a it's such a tight league. It's a competitive league this year. It feels like there's momentum on the back of what's been a a really big twelve months in the code here in Australia. That they're the ones that really set you up for the second half of the year. Defending home turf is is one thing, but to be able to go on the road and get your three points in a high scoring contest is another. Yeah, of course. This is why I say, yeah, you know, I'm so happy to uh, that we win uh, there because, like I say, we, Wanderers is a great team uh, and they play good football. And you know, it's always hard to to play against them, uh, especially uh, away from home. So, uh, yeah, every every single point counts in the league. We are uh, all tied, you know. Uh, fighting for the sport, and then, and, uh, but, but as a team, you know, we we think game by game. Uh, now it's coming a a, a great game against uh, Sydney, and 
will be beautiful again back at home uh, in front of our fans. So I can't wait to, to the next one. Hey, your coach, I'm going to quote your coach here. He said, and I quote, what he's added a lot this year, and I've said it many times, is he's scoring goals inside the box. The goals he scores outside of the box is because of his quality and talent, but he's adding more. Do, do you feel like you've added something extra to your game this particular year? Oh, look, uh, I'm not sure. Now, what I think really is like uh, uh, the team is, is is looking different, you know, and and, and and the team is creating a lot of chances. They, so the they 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 deliver more. They 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 we play better football, and, and that made me uh, be in, in different positions, uh, especially inside the box, uh, because uh, the team is doing a great job. Uh, I think that is the difference this year, and uh, so is it, is the great job that my team may do it, and and I just there for for finishing and, and try to find to find my right spot to 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 score goals. So. That's 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 great for me as a as a striker, you know. It, most certainly, and there is no doubt it's great for you, not just for you individually, but as a team, because the better they play and the more rounded squad you have this year, and and your your job's not easy, but for you to be able to put the cream on top, traditionally means your team's going to have success into the back end of the year. Yeah, that is what I say. Uh, when 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 a striker scored a lot of goals, if you go that the the team is 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 doing something very very good true and that's what we're doing now and then you know defensively we we try to to win balls uh, straight away keep the possession uh, our defenders they they are on top and then you know win win the ball straight away to play again and try to 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 keep the ball to find the space in the right moment and create chances you know and then and, and that that is this different style of football uh which is give us uh, more opportunity to to score goals, especially especially for a, for me for a, as a striker. Hundred goals in the league. You're up there. You got McLaren. You got Barisha, and now you've got Fornaroli. When you when you look at that, and there's still so much work to be done. And I know that you pro athletes, you live week in week out, and it's all about the next game. But are you able to look back on what's been a, a wonderful career so far in the A League with with three great clubs? Are you able to look back and just take a moment to recognise how consistently good you have been? Oh look, uh, I I try I try to don't look back, you know, and and, and uh, of course for me it's it's a great achievement and 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 and, and, and it's amazing uh, what I did until now. But in football you you, you don't have time to to look back. Uh, you have to look forward. Is every single week is 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 a proof. Uh, and like you can see now, everyone talk. Oh, his score is thirty six, and uh, you know. When you when you hear that thirty six like that makes you make you feel like you have to show again next week that you still alive, uh, and this this is what I try to do every every single game uh, and try to help the team uh, in the best the best way that I can. Uh, so I think I will I will have time to look back when I when I when I start to play football. So I think now is not the right moment to do it. You mentioned there about the age and how people always you have to continually push forward and and prove it week in week out. Is that something that that motivates you to to stay at this high level? It's yeah, you know, when you get to a certain level and you're at it right now, the top of your game. Sometimes you need the little one percenters to to push you a little further. Is that one of those things? 
yeah, I try to improve every time, every time, every single week. I try to do my best uh, because uh, I believe when the when you do when you do your best in training, when you do your best when you recovery uh, at home, when you take care about your body, uh, at the end the food will pay, you know. And then and I have to do the best not just for me, for my teammates, for the club, uh, that they give me the opportunity for the for the staff, for the fans. That you know that I feel that support and and, and was no easy I think for them when I when they hear my name when I when I come to to victory but I think now we uh, we are in a great relationship with the with the fan and I love to see that and and and, and I hope that I can give more more great moments uh, to them uh, but yeah it's important to. To just look forward and keep pushing, and if someone says something like you, maybe make you feel like uh, it's no, it's no good. Just take it out for, for give you extra energy, and 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 try to keep on the top all the time. If you're also looking for a little extra motivation, green and gold motivation, you have represented the Socceroos in Australia previously, and we've got, of course. An Asian Cup, which the announcement of the squad wouldn't be too far away. Uh, you're right there. This type of A-League season doesn't go unnoticed from Graham Arnold and the and the selectors. Do, do, do you think about more Socceroos representation or do you just wait and do your thing and, and see what happens? Oh, look, uh, I remember one thing that, I, that the coach said uh, before start the start the season uh, and was uh, the only thing like... Uh, make you successful as an individual player is when you perform like as a team. Mm-hmm. And so this is what we have to keep doing, perform like as, as a team. And whatever happened after, uh, happened. I can't control the, the army decisions or, or you know, it's, it's, it's something like I, I, I don't have to think about that. I have to think what is coming, what I, I, I can do best for, for, for my club, for my team. And whatever happens after, happens. So uh, I'm enjoying my football. I'm enjoying what we do now at the moment, where we are. And, 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 and we know we can still improve. This, this is something uh, also good. And, and I hope like, we, can, we can still win games and, and winning points. And, and I think that will give success for after individuals, uh, not just me, also for my teammates. So we have to we have to think uh, as a team. Bruno, before we do let you go and appreciate your time as always, uh, what, what, what do you do away from the world game? When you're not practicing, when you're not kicking goals and you are at a regular basis right now, uh, are you a hardcore world game fan? Are you a hardcore football fan and you're, you're watching games in the A-League or from Europe or right across the, lo- the globe? Or do you try and switch off a little bit and, and do some other things? Oh, look, uh, at the moment I'm, I'm starting to, to study so it's something like uh, it took me a lot of time, uh, but yeah, I love to stay with my family, my wife and kids, uh, playing around. You know, it's a yeah. busy life when you when you have kids, and <laughs> also at the study on top. Uh, but yeah, I always have time to 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 watch game. I I, I like I, I like to watch, especially. You know the I League, or when we go away, play games away. You know, watch the Premier League, and and and, and you know you always learn. 
that's another thing. You always learn when you when you watch game what you you can do or what you don't have to do. So uh, I I try to take everything to to try to to improve my game. I'm still learning. Doesn't matter if he, if he, I'm 36. I'm still learning every day. So uh, I try to 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 be calm as well and like I said before, enjoy enjoy my my family. What what are you studying, Bruno? I mean, sport business now. Yep. And so yeah, have a little bit of everything inside, uh, sport management and uh, marketing and all that stuff. So uh, yeah, I'm happy. I'm uh, sometimes it's, it's it's hard because uh, it, it, it's not easy to come back and and and, and, and write and, and breathe and you know. Uh, but it's something like uh, I'm enjoying to do as well. Like you say, maybe take me a little bit off of of what's going on in football as well, and maybe think in another uh, in another things. And 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 I like to do, and I like to, do, and I'm, I'm I'm excited to 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 do this as well. You're excited. You're a happy man, which means a happy footballer, and a happy footballer is one who continually plays well, and you have done exactly that, not just this year, but over a long period of time. 100 goals in this league is no mean feat, which is obvious by the very small amount of men who have done it. You are now one of three, but more important, and we look forward to not just Saturday night, but the rest of the season of which you and Melbourne Victory are going to have a huge say in who takes this thing out. We appreciate your time, mate. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Thank you very much, and I hope we, we can continue in this way. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Bruno Fornaroli in ripping form. Four goals on the weekend, twice this year. We're only seven games into this thing. 11 goals for the year and continually knocks on that door of the Socceroos of which he played a couple of years ago. Now, just before we get to the break, I, I just want to point this out. Lot lot coming through the uh, the 40 Wings temper text. I, I know there's frustration out there. There's frustration for us here as well when it comes to some of the issues we are having with the, sh- with the show and the, the transmitting of it. So we appreciate everyone texting in. We are aware of it. As I said earlier in the hour, we're trying to look after it. A-Rod, Lincoln and I will just continue to do what we do and hopefully the people who are smarter than us can sort it out. But we do understand the frustration. We're frustrated as well, but stick with us. Quick break. Plenty more. SEN Afternoons next. Afternoons on SEN. SEN Afternoons, Cam Luke in for Dwayne Russell. Work locker, Karen Downs and Packenham, work where forever you were. It's what we're doing. Midday madness is always open. It's going to be open again in 2024, which is great. Dwayne Russell back into the new year. But so much of today is about bucket lists and sporting bucket lists. In the 2024, and the 40 Wings Temper Text has been absolutely on fire. So let's go through a couple of these. Andrew and Carnegie, this is on, this has to be on the bucket list. I'm going to compile 10 live golf party hole in Adelaide. I was lucky enough to be there. I was there when Chase Kepka was able to get the hole in one. The joint went nuts. We're throwing stuff, all the rest of it. Not even certain if that's what we're meant to do, but that's what everyone else did. So this is what we do. We did it. So absolutely, that's on there as well. Uh, a few people talking about Pendle's 400th. That's going to be a bucket list more for Scott Penderbury, but it'll be great to be there. Monaco Grand Prix come through a few times as well. Thank you, Jane Geelong. Baseball at Tokyo Dome was electric. There we go. Bucket list, all four Grand Slam tournaments. May not be achievable this year. Adelaide AFL Carnival, more achievable. That's Dion and Bentley East. That's the type of stuff I want. Bucket list, 
big hour ahead of us. Mon Conti to join me in the studio as well. Afternoons on SEN. Huge last hour right here on SEN's. All thanks to SEN's. SEN, there's only one of them, although there are a few in the network. SEN, right across the network. We do it all thanks to Work Locker, Caram Downs and Packingham. Workwear for wherever you work. Mon Conti is going to join me in the studio about half hour's time. She's going to come in. Of course, league best and fairest in the AFLW. Uh, like two handfuls when it comes to the Tigers best and fairest. She's been best on in a grand final. She's a premiership medallion and... She plays another sport at the highest level as well. We're going to talk all things WNBL. So Mon Conti, about half hour away, she will join me. And, of course, the uh, 40 Wings temper text already open for you to ask her a question, 0433981116. Now, we started off the show talking about the bucket list, and it was all because of Travis Bell, who joined Scoob and Sammy Edmund this morning. Before we get to that, Werribee Kia open line, if you want to add anything to the bucket list, I'm doing a list of 10 based on your recommendations. And I've also got an Albert Park mini golf family pass to give away. you got to do it quick. one 736 736 for Werribee Kia. Awarded the prestigious National Kia Car Dealer of the Year. Werribee Kia, where else? So one 736 736 if you want to have a crack to win the Albert Park mini golf family pass and put something forward onto the bucket list. This is from Donna. Here we go. She's given me four. Snag a good quaddy. Then get to the UK where a friend has just moved to Cardiff to then ever sneak into Paris during the Olympics. So the Olympics is on the bucket list already. Or wait, she says, and combine the darts and a trip to Anfield next December and January. Donna, looks like you've got it all worked out. I like it. Uh, this is from Hugo who's had a remarkable year so far. He says, This year, I ticked a bunch of my sports bucket list with so much more to do. But this year, a Lord's Test match in an Ashes year. LeBron James at Staples. Now crypto, but it gets us all. The Knicks at Madison Square Garden. For anyone who's been to the Garden, it's a magically glorious place, sport or otherwise. Man United at Old Trafford. But Hugo, like us, all of us, he still wants more. He wants to see Test Cricket in every Test Nation. He wants to go to the Masters, the Monaco Grand Prix, Wimbledon. He wants to go to Fenway Park, see the Red Sox do their thing. He wants to hit a Super Bowl and the Summer and a Winter Olympics. Amazing. Love it. Hugo, that's a great year, and I love it, and this is exactly what this is about. Uh, Ronnie is in Bendigo on 1300 736 736. Hello, Ronnie. G'day, Cam. Merry Christmas to you and all the team at SEN. And to you and everyone uh, that you're tight with, man. Fire away. Uh, gather round's already been mentioned, but I think you make a week of it. So mm-hmm. you, you head across to gather round, then you stay the week, and then you roll straight into live golf the following weekend. Now, I, I haven't seen the actual dates. It, it lined up last year. Is it still line up this year? Yes, it does. <laughs> oh, mate, I, I had, I, I spoke about this. I had so much FOMO around not being at, at gather round. It wasn't that I was against Gather Round or didn't like the idea of it. It just didn't work out. I was lucky enough to go to live the following week. It's a remarkable week, Ronnie, and there are so many things. I'm going to sound like a South Australian here. 
there are so many things to do in South Australia, in particular if you like red wine and golf. So you can fill the week quite nicely and quite easily. That was the theory. So <laughs> I think you also need to possibly organise a, you know, some sort of transfusion for the body to recover after a week of wine and footy and golf and, and another refreshment. So that'd be my plan. That is also true, Ronnie. Hey, uh, you want an Albert Park mini golf family pass? Are you in Melbourne often? Uh, yeah, got got family down there. All right. Got three kids and they love it. Done. I'll throw great. you that, man. Thank you for the call. It's a great idea. Cheers. Thanks very much. Have a yeah. good Chrissy. And to you, mate. Gather round and the party hole at Live in Adelaide. Going to go on to the agenda. And I will say, too, that Live announcing a tournament in Super Bowl week in Las Vegas is a very, very genius idea for the people who are going to Vegas and can enjoy two fairly decent sporting events. Now, before we get to Travis Bell. Uh, a couple. Of, there's a million coming off the 40 wings temper text, so I need to I need to get to these because I understand how many people work and can't call, and it's very important we get to them. This Saturday night, this is. I, I, there's no name here, I don't think, but I, I would love you to text back because it says this Saturday night, I get to live a lifetime dream of having a horse in the Inter Dominion final. That is out. That is unbelievable. And like a lot of people own horses or like horse racing, and if you're like me, you have a lot of slow ones, but there's a great social aspect to it. But to have one going around, um, Classy Washington, he goes, it may be 100 to 1, but what a thrill. Un- unbelievable. The bucket list, while in a perfect world, is winning said horse race. The fact that you are there and you're enjoying the, spoil- the spoils around it, congratulations. Here we go. Cam from Churnside Park. This is going on the bucket list. If there's more than 10 nominations of any sporting event, it goes on the bucket list. The big bucket list for me is getting on the plane to Birdsville and heading to the Birdsville races. Bring it on. Birdsville races, bucket list goes on. Tour de France in a decked out van camping. Imagine that. That'd be nice. I like that too. A lot. A lot obviously coming through for the Tour de France as well. Champions League final. Bill from Reservoir says, I can't get through on the phone. Werby Key Opalon has been packed but it would definitely be the Champions League final. There would be nothing better. Champions League is another one that has a lot off the 40 Winks temper text. A new one, Tony Salmon here. Big shout out to you, Tone. He says, I want to go to Vegas for the in-season tournament final four. We spoke a lot about it last week. We've seen the Los Angeles Lakers win it. It's added a great deal to the NBA season, which is notoriously a dead time of the season. Excitement at the start, snoozer fest, Christmas Day is great. Then on the back of it, NFL finals really take over the playoffs. Super Bowl happens. All-Star weekend. Then the NBA becomes front and center. Adam Silver, great idea. How do I make people care? And the players right now, I know what I'll do. I'll put an in-season tournament where $500,000 is up for grabs for every player. And because LeBron James is a tight ass, he wants to win the half a mil. He lead from example. The rest of the NBA follows suit. Great idea, Tony. And I tell you what, it's back next year, and it's going to be brilliant for it. Uh, Josh wants to go watch Joe Flacco and the Brownies win the Super Bowl. If the Cleveland Browns win the Super Bowl with Joe Flacco, it'll be one of the most amazing American sports stories in the history of the game. Now, Flacco's won a Super Bowl long time ago. They paid Deshaun Watson controversially a huge amount of money, including guaranteed cash. He's been injured, amongst other things, but he's injured. And Joe Flacco rolls on in, and they look better with him more so than Deshaun. It won't happen, Josh. 
but it would be a hell of a story. And the Cleveland sports fans deserve it. Uh, apart from the obvious being the Super Bowl, which will be said many times, I'll throw in the golden slipper. As if the sale of Rose Hill goes through, then there will be not many golden slippers left at Rose Hill. Really good, really good text. Big breaking news last week in the horse racing game. Rose Hill to be sold within the next five years. And there's going to be a lot of changes in Sydney horse racing. Probably none more important than where the golden slipper sits going forward. Bucket list. Traditional college football rivalry games. This is Rowan. He says, been to an Oregon-Oregon State Civil War game. Was amazing. One against Alabama v. Auburn. Or Ohio State v. Michigan. The college atmosphere is bigger than most regular season NFL games. Hard to argue that, Rowan. Been to a few myself. Went to USC, UCLA only a couple of weeks ago. Uh, both those teams, for use of a better word, have been Scheisenhaus in this particular year. But the college rivalry within those close geographical universities is like something that us Australians, until you go, have no real feel for. It is incredible. So I'm with you there, Rowan. It would be nuts to go, in particular in the snow, in Michigan, Ohio State. V the Wolverines, who will probably end up winning a national final. Uh, personal bucket list. Here we go from Tim. I like this. Personal bucket list. To top the Division Two ladder in my local table tennis club and get to Division One by the end of 2024. Love it. Tim, good luck. So you're going to strive personally at different times, and I like that, Tim. Off the text, I'd love to attend a live recording of House of Athletics. All thanks to Chemist Warehouse, John Stephenson and myself, Thursday night. Now, I assume that text is, if it's not tongue-in-cheek, it's more to hang out with John Stephen and his John Stephenson and his maniac ways. There you go. Uh, my aim is for 2026, says Nims. When the Super Bowl is in San Francisco, I'd absolutely love to go there, even just to see a 49ers game. There you go. Uh, beautifully said, uh, off the 40 winks. Tempered text. It is. We do have some reception issues, so we do understand that. But thank you to everyone for, for getting involved. This started because Travis Bell came on, came on the show this morning on SEM Breakfast and talk, talked and spoke about pretty much grabbing balls by the life when you have an opportunity. So let's have a little listen to see what he had to say. And a man who has made a career out of identifying and ticking off bucket list items. Trav Bell, welcome back to SEN. Hey, brother. How are you? Great to have you on. Great to have you on. Now, tick it before you kick it is the catchy mantra you live by. But it is more than that, isn't it? Yeah, it totally is. It's, oh, I think it's a life philosophy, mate. You know, we're, we're getting to the end of the year. We're starting a new year. A bucket list is a tangible life plan where our career plan or our business plan should fit into our life plan and not be the other way around. If, if that, if you know, really work to live, let's bring home that principle, I reckon. Now, you uh, just recently described it, I think, as, you know, happiness is the ultimate currency in, in life, you know, and as, as humans, we are, what did you say, designed for growth and development. You know, we're hardwired for new challenges. 100%. I mean, that's the thing. People are dying at 40 and being buried at 80. Let that sink in. Um, yeah, so yeah, I know what you're saying. People, yeah, but what, 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 what yeah, we settle, we set, we settle or? 100%. I mean, people get to, we even call it a crisis, don't we? We call it a midlife crisis. I've just, uh, I've just turned 50, so I've had my centenarian midlife crisis. 
And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's about identifying the things that it's not just about ticking a whole bunch of cool stuff off your bucket list. And mm. that's, that's all well and good. It's really about the, how you reverse engineer every aspect of your life in order to make this stuff come to fruition. It's the growth of you on this journey towards these self-imposed destinations. But more importantly, it's about the you that exists on the other side. And that's a person that we don't know yet. That's our potential. But when we get to midlife, we call it a crisis. Um, we stop pushing the envelope. We stop challenging ourselves, but we are hardwired to grow and develop and seek new challenges. And, you know, bucket list, I say, is a lot more meaningful, a lot more purposeful, a lot more fulfilling, and it gives us a deep sense of gratitude as well. Really lights it up and, you know, we, we need that light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. So, Trev, how do we restart the engine? You yeah. know, the engine stops at 40, you think, oh, you know, nothing more, you know, I'll just potter along. Nine to five. How, how, do, you, how do you put the petrol in the petrol oh. tank and start the engine again? Yeah, mate, uh, unfortunately, Simon, the... Uh, you know, it takes pain, unfortunately, personal pain for us to get off our ass and go and do something, right? So unfortunately, it's it's a, you know, and hopefully my whole mission and all of our bucket list coaches that we've got around the world, you know, our miss, mission is to wake people up before they get given a use-by date. So I don't want to be the bearer of bad news because it's not really Christmas spirit, um, <laughs> but it does take pain or, you know, look, a diagnosis. I get given a use by date. It's a it's something that's happened to us personally, maybe some trauma that gets us to dr- dramatically recalibrate on what lights us up, you know, or a sense of uh, you know disenfranchisement, you know, uh, mental health. Obviously, we're in a mental health perfect storm at the moment, mm. and that's why I, you know, do what I do is to wake people up before they get given a use by date. And find that spark again. Yeah. So people listening this morning, um, Trav, who, who might not have had that, thankfully, that you know, crushing, yeah. you know, life reality hit them, or setback, or life changing experience hit them, where they've been forced to do such a thing. What would your advice be them to them this morning if they're driving to work? They might be feeling just a little bit stale, or they they're in their forties or whatever age they are, and they feel like they need a bit of a spark. I mean, what what are the what are the first couple of steps that you could could quickly guide them on? Mate, the you know what and this is going to sound really rudimentary, but get this stuff out of your head and actually write it down. Remember these things called pens and paper back in the day? Remember those things? Yes. I got my, anal- I got, you had to get your pen. Analog- yeah, you had to get your pen license at school, but I remember it. Yeah, I remember it. That's it, mate. We're, we're, we're going to write, like, you got a 46, most people don't even write down their goals because of fear of, fa- let alone bucket list items, because of fear of failure, fear of disappointment. If I actually write this thing down, that makes it real. I don't want to disappoint myself once again, so I won't even write it down. And that's reality. You know, I go into audiences around the world as a keynote speaker, and I say, hey, write write your goals down. Write your bucket list down. And it's like I've discovered freaking fire, mate. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a revelation to a lot of people. But we need to separate our daily to-do list from our bucket list. How do you separate and, your goal and bucket list, Trev? Mate, write down your bucket list. What everything. But what's the difference between a goal yeah. and a bucket like, list? We're not, we're not talking like Gavin Tasmania here, Trev, saying, oh, I want to see Essendon yeah. win a premiership, but at this stage she'll take a finals win. Like, we're, not, we're not talking about that sort of stuff, are we? That's a, that's a deep wish list. Mm. That one, I can't help you there. <laughs> mate, um, 
but no, it's actually about separating. No, look, bucket list items I've created. I did a TED talk a few years ago, as you know, Sammy, and I did a I did a TED talk at TEDx Melbourne here, and that was actually one of the things on my bucket list. And mm. you can YouTube it, and it's called "Life's Too Short" by Trav Bell. I've got a mohawk in it. That was my Fu forty haircut, um, but I go through this thing called my the my bucket list blueprint, the namesake of the book as well, and where I go through twelve steps to uh, really unpack what a what a personally meaningful and holistic bucket list actually looks like. So a lot of people actually think it's all about travel, um, maybe money, you know, buying the materialistic you know the material items. Mm. That's all well and good, but it's only a very very small section. It's about legacy. It's about kind acts for others. So you can go through this My Bucket List Blueprint. It's an acronym for how to unpack a personally meaningful and holistic bucket list. But at the end of the day, mate, there's not much difference between, you know, a goal and a bucket list item. But at the end of the we just want to write, write this stuff down, get it out of our heads and onto paper, which makes it real. And then, and then check in and keep adding, keep adding and keep adding until the day you die. We've also got a concept called the reverse bucket list. Oh. which I encourage people to also do. And the reverse bucket list is your done list. And if you are feeling down for whatever reason, mm. and this helped me through my mental health battles as well, is write down everything you've done in your life as if it were in a bucket list all the way along. Do yeah. that first. And as a result, you get this huge gratitude list, yeah. right? And it puts a smile on your face, mate. Make it visual, get the pictures out. And uh, so, you know, keep adding to your future bucket list. And then once they're ticked off, it goes over onto your reverse bucket list. But oh. at the end of the day, it is about writing this stuff down and then look at the low hanging fruit. What doesn't take you the time and money? <clears throat> what doesn't take the time and money that travel say takes? And yeah. as a result, this weekend, today, even go and tick something off. It might be learning Spanish, picking up a guitar. It might be, you know, doing a kind act for another person, whatever. But that creates, that's the first domino that, that gets us over that initial inertia towards, you know, achieving goals, achieving bucket list items, and gives us that momentum and motivation to smash through, smash through the bigger ones. It's about choosing happiness. Travis Bell this morning on SEM Breakfast. Sam Edmonds, Scoob, Simon O'Donnell back tomorrow morning from 6am. And, and that conversation is really what sparked my thinking around the bucket list of which we'll release a little later on once we are done and dusted. 40 Wings Temper Texas, quickly before the break, 043981116 for the all-new Temper Pro. Temper's most adaptive mattress ever is here. Temper, a mattress like no other. The ultimate trip, Super Bowl in Vegas, stay in the States, go to Kentucky Derby. That's from Michael in Richmond. I'll tell you what, Michael, I love it. Afternoons on SEN. SEN Afternoons, Cam Luke for Dwayne Russell, who's getting ready for a big 2024. And as we've continually done, we have superstars in studio to chat about not just their sport, but all things life and how they're all going. And today is, in fact, it is a little different. We've probably got the biggest superstar we've had so far. It is Mon Conzi, who is... Now, I was going to go through, Mon, all of your... Like achievements, but we don't have enough time. So I'm just going to focus on the uh, the AFL B and AFLW BNF from a couple of weeks ago. Congratulations! Thank you. Thanks so much for having me on. 
How you doing? How's, how's it all? Like you're used to, you know, achievements and accolades and being a part of, uh, of, of great all Australian teams and premierships and all the rest of it. But when you're the best player in the competition, does it, does it change? No, I'm still me. Um, <laughs> it is great to be, I guess, recognized individually, but I keep hyping on about this. Like no one can win such a, an award without great people around them. So I just always like to give credit to my teammates and my club because at the end of the day, like you can't yeah, be standing up there without them. So yeah, Every year at the Brownlow, right? Yeah, the person wins the Brownlow and they go on a, like a bender and then they've got sunglasses <laughs> on the next day. Like girls and women are so much smarter than males. So I assume... I assume you're a little bit better the next day, or was it a long night of partying? I think there was a photo on Twitter at my teammate poster with some sunnies on, okay. but um, no, it wasn't a massive night. I mean, it was big enough, but um, if you're the girls were in bed mm-hmm. and they, um, some of them got out to come have a good time um, and everything like that, but. Yeah, we weren't crazy, but mm-hmm. we definitely made the most of it. As usual, smarter than the, the male counterpart, and I don't think anyone <laughs> oh, would, I don't know. would disagree. What, what, what goes through your mind on, on that particular night? Because I assume when you go in to a, to a league BNF, you are you know, at least somewhat realistically thinking you're a chance to, to poll some votes. So when you're sitting there, do you, do you start to get nervous? Do you start to get like excited? What, what goes through your mind over the course of an evening? I'm going to be honest. I didn't actually think I would be polling that well this year. Okay. Um, I think when you're so fixated on your team not doing as well as you thought, you mm-hmm. don't, like, you forget about your individual performance. Mm-hmm. You go, oh, well, we didn't make finals, so, you know, who cares? Um, but, yeah, and then the votes started coming in, and I was like, whoa, and I think I polled in a couple of losses, and I was like, this is really interesting, <laughs> like, thinking I didn't deserve them at all. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, I remember watching my vision for this game and, like, having some feedback. So I was like, okay, like this is great. But I think that's just high expectations on myself yeah. really. Um, but yeah, as the count went on, I think by like around seven or eight, like I'm, I mean, I'm good at maths, but at that time I f- completely forgot about numbers. And I was like, I think seven, I was seven up and I was like, oh wait, does that mean I win? And it wasn't declared early. So I was just sitting there so awkward, so sweaty. I was looking at Katie <laughs> Brennan like, what do I say? I think I have to go up. Like, oh my goodness. So I think the, what made it so special was not expecting it and mm-hmm. not going in being like, oh, I'm going to win this. Like, I've never gone in with that mindset and I didn't. But I think, um, yeah, I think it made it so much more special just as sort of it being a surprise. Yeah. It, it, well, it was a brilliant speech for not being prepared. Like, you, you spoke <laughs> so particularly well and uh, no real surprise from people who've watched your journey because it, it, it's – it's it, and I'm, I'm, I'm surprised you got time for us because you've got WNBL commitments, you've got the AFLW who's got a short little break at the moment, you have – so many things. I know, I'm being legit when I ask you this. I, how are you finding the time? How do you find the time to, to do all these things and, and still live somewhat of a normal life? Oh, I don't have a normal life. You don't have life. a normal life? Okay, so we can <laughs> we'll cross that, that out, yeah. <laughs> no, I think um, I'm really good at not sitting still. So mm. I can't sort of have nothing on because I go a bit mental and I just like to be doing things. So... Um, I always make time for some friends. I'm, I have got a really good circle that understand that I'm always busy. So if I don't, can't see them for two, three weeks or a month, they completely understand. If mm-hmm. I don't talk to them for five days, they understand. But I think I have, yeah, just great people around me, a good circle that understand everything I do. I got my boyfriend who's plays in the NBL. So he completely understands that as well. My parents, of course, understand. So um, I don't really have much time, but you know, I have enough time for myself, enough time for the people who are close to me and enough time to sit home and do nothing. Big shout out to your boyfriend day. who was outstanding on Friday night and a big day. win for the Warrior. He was, he was brilliant. He was. I, 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 I will 
and this is no real surprise, I don't follow your mum on Instagram, <laughs> but I did see you shout out and say if you follow her, you've probably muted it. Like, is she as crazy as all parents would be in this situation? Is she just reposting everything she can? Is that, is that legit? She does the, the good old screenshot and uh, okay. posts on her story yeah. and then she has the font however it is already and then she writes in that for the stories. So funny. But she's just really proud of me. I think she sacrificed a lot when I was younger, driving me absolutely everywhere, um, pushing me within reason and I guess just being my number one sport, as was my dad as well, but he didn't do as much driving. Um, so I think she's just super proud. And if you ask her, I should win every award every year, mm-hmm. like every other parent, right? But I think I have to understand, like, you know, the time and effort she put in for me, um, I'm really grateful for. But she does love a good post on Facebook <laughs> and Instagram and yeah, just a proud mum. She does it for my siblings every now and again, but if you look on there, you think I'm the only child. So, so is your mum's the only person who wasn't surprised at League BNF now? She knew going in you were going to win it. <laughs> she assumes. Like, <laughs> bloody last year, she was like, you have to, you have to, you got to. I'm like, mum, like, you just never know. It's not up to me. <laughs> just relax. Have a good time. Um, and she was upset that she didn't come because, like I said, I, had, I didn't think I was mm-hmm. going to win at all, so I just brought my sister with me. So she was upset she didn't come. My dad was upset, my brother. But it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it's, it's interesting because I know that you've had some difficulties when it comes to you know, choosing within the sports. And, you know, sometimes there's been the clashing of the seasons and having to miss oh, yeah. a game here and there. And, and, you know, when you're as talented as you are, it can be frustrating and, and complicated in different aspects. How, how, do you, how do you deal with it on an ongoing basis? Is it like a year-by-year proposition? You're, you're at Melbourne at the moment at the Boomers, 5-1 and one had a – or 6-1 and one it might be, had a great start to the year. Like, how, do you, how do you approach those sort of decisions or conversations with both, you know, Richmond, but probably more honestly the, the, the basketball side of things? Yeah, so it's, it's really awkward. I think if you asked me two th- or three years ago – I'd make sure that I was playing basketball in the off-season and also mm-hmm. WNBL. But I think it's sort of flipped around now. Like, footy's something that I want to keep pursuing and I want to keep getting better at. I want to get a premiership with Richmond. Like, mm-hmm. I really want to pursue that. And I really also want to pursue my basketball, but I know that I'm going to get to a point. I'm 24 now. My birthday's on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, happy birthday, um, thank by you. the way. <laughs> Last Saturday um, or this Saturday? It was the one yeah, that just it. went. Okay, 9th well, of happy December, birthday already. Yeah. 9th of December, you want to send me a present? <laughs> nah. Um, yeah, so I have to like it's more of a month by month thing okay. so when basketball conversation started to happen I wasn't even thinking about it mm-hmm. I didn't even think I was going to play again and then I got a call from Chris my coach at Boomers we had a conversation had one from Flyers and I was like actually this is something I could do I just have to miss the first bit but maybe I can do it again but I think maybe next year as the games get we get more games we get you know footy is now a 12 month thing I have to really sit back and think what is best for my body, what's best for me mentally, what can I do? But it's definitely not something I think about now. Yep. It's, you know, when mm-hmm. I come to that bridge, whatever that, that saying is. So um, more like a day-by-day thing. Do you, do you, do you find, I, I don't know how much hardcore, like high aerobic fitness training is in a WNBL season, but I assume that all the girls have done their basketball preseason by the time you get in mm-hmm. there, which is probably easier than the AFLW preseason. So when you roll on in, do you find parts of it easier, not necessarily the, the technical side of basketball, but the fitness side of it? Do you kind of coast on through? No, it's so hard. Is it so really? Basketball, it's completely different. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of aerobic yeah. in footy, a lot of high-speed running, but you're talking distances, yeah. right? Whereas basketball, you're on a however-many-metre court, and 
it's up, back, up, back, and there's no jogging. You can't jog. You have to be in your defensive mm-hmm. stance all the time. You're sliding. You're changing direction. You're jumping. You're sprinting. You're slowing down. You you know all that sort of stuff. So and you got to do that all with a ball in your hand mm-hmm. most of the time. So it's I remember my first up and back session hands on knees to ripping we went up and back once and I was like oh my gosh I thought I was fit but it's completely different fitness so yeah it's different on your body it's hard surface lots of quick fast movements which I do on the field but it like I said it's more I, I got time to walk sometimes yeah. don't say that out loud but mm-hmm. yes yeah, completely different fitness and I do have the aerobic capacity so I can once I get past that dying point I'm fine but it's yeah, the first couple of sessions is hard. <laughs> do you um you you won a premiership at a, a a young you are still young, but at a very young age, and of course best on in that that wonderful flag for the dogs and a WNBL championship in a weird sense with the with the the hub and and the bubble up in in Townsville on far north Queensland. I, like when you hear athletes speak about winning early, they don't necessarily appreciate a premiership until you get later in life. Now, again, you're very young, got a lot to go, but do you, do you think you appreciated that AFLW and that WNBL championship and premiership when they happened? Or do you look back on it now and go, yeah, you know what? It's a fair bit into that. I think I, at the time, back at 18 or 19, or 18 year old Mon, absolutely not. Like, I don't think I understood how special it was to win a premiership. You know, you have an idea, mm-hmm. but once you get older and older and, you know, it's much harder to make finals, let alone win, it's like, okay, I like I realise how hard this is. We had a really good team at the mm-hmm. Bulldogs. So it's such a great team. And I think, yeah, looking back, I'm like, wow, like it's actually really, really hard to get to that position. And that's why making or getting another premiership with Richmond is so much more important because it's such a longer journey to get to that point. So I know that when that happens... Um, it's going to be so much more special and mean a lot more. But yeah, 18-year-old Mon wouldn't have been able to understand that because I haven't, I guess, had as long a career to understand it. So It was a disappointing year, right? Yeah, mm. it was. Like, is it easy to be able to find – because you had a really good year last year. Obviously, the finals were disappointing, but a really good home and away year which you could build on and didn't exactly go to plan this year. Like, Are you able to, as a group, see the reasons and what actually went wrong where you're easy, not easy, but able to resurrect or at least work towards resurrecting it fairly comfortably. Yeah, it wasn't what we didn't end how we wanted to. We wanted to get one better from we from what we did making top four, but a lot of things happened, a lot of injuries, which isn't, you know, an excuse. It's just something that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of went away from playing Richmond style of footy. So to be able to, I guess, start how we wanted to start, show glimpses in games and then finish exactly how we wanted to play the whole season. So it was good to finish on such a high. Mm -hmm. So I think now like ending on where we want to start next season was huge. Instead of waiting for preseason to do that, we already did that in at the end of the season. So I think we have faith and belief in our own, you know, the way we play our own club. We're going to bring some people in um, to be able to, you know, trust in our process and trust that we can do that. But it, I guess it's professional sport. Like yeah. you're going to have your seasons and you're going to have your great ones. You're going to have your average ones and everything like that. So we know it's not going to be perfect next year, but we know what we need to do and when we need to be. Well, when you play, you know, the teams that you play, was there any surprise to see Adelaide and North Melbourne battling it out for the premiership? No, Brisbane and North Melbourne, sorry. Uh, they won it. So I better get the name right. Yeah. Brisbane and North Melbourne. <laughs> That's good. Hang on. Yeah. Um, I actually, yeah, I was... Yeah, they're great teams. Yeah. Teams that have been together for a very long time. So once you've built that core, that 
um, culture, even when people do leave, you still got it. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what was really special about, I guess, Brisbane and, you know, they've been there before. They know yeah. what it's like to play finals. It's a completely different mm -hmm. ball game. And as for North Melbourne, like they've been building, building, building every single year. So for them to make that, it was obviously really good for them. But Adelaide, Brisbane, Melbourne, North, even Geelong up there, like there's teams that are going to be forever good. So I think um, we want to be in that top, I guess, five best teams in the competition to sort of, you know, show everyone that we can be up there. We can be just as good, but we know that it's going to take a long time because we didn't have those eight years together. So, yeah. Lastly, before we let you go, we always appreciate you. You know, people who come in and, and superstars like yourself. And I wasn't joking. I don't know how you've got the time, but I appreciate you have been able to find it. Uh, you play this weekend, Melbourne Boomers. What's it look like for you this weekend? Who you got? So we have Canberra and Canberra on okay. Friday. And then we have Adelaide at home. So okay. the Boombox in Parkfield, setting up a hockey centre at right. three o'clock. All right. So people, <laughs> is it Melbourne Boomers website? What's the best way to get tickets? Because I think you'll beat Adelaide. But, you know, it's always good to go and uh, see very high quality basketball. Uh, how, how do people get tickets? Melbourne Boomers website, is that the best way yep. to go about it? Go online. Yeah. Um, you can purchase tickets. There's links there. Mm -hmm. um, Instagram if you can't. And make sure you get down and support. It's a really great atmosphere at it the Boombox too. It's it's really loud it and we love it. So we could yeah do with some support. Perfect. Amon, thank you. Firstly, congratulations on what has been a, a remarkably great year again from you. And thank you for jumping in. Thanks for having me. We'll get to a break. Wrap it all up on the other side of this. Afternoons on SEN. Cam Luke in for Dwayne Russell. Almost done and dusted. Andy Gaze, Andy Marr, the two superstars only moments away. And don't forget, the Melbourne Mavericks are here, by the way. Get a Mavs membership today. Head on to melbournemavericks.com. Big happy birthday, Ryan Angwin and Ruth McGuinness. Both 21 today. And it's also, well, it would have been Frank Sinatra's 108th birthday. That's all thanks to Tobin Brothers Funerals. Visit tobinbrothers.com.au. Tobin Brothers Funerals celebrating lives. You know what? That is pretty much us done and dusted. The bucket list. In fact, I might unveil the bucket list tomorrow. We'll collate them and bucket list it tomorrow off the top of the show. And thank you to everyone who called in on the Werribee Kia open line or the 40 Wings temper text. That's the show for today. And again, as always, we've been driven by Werribee Kia. They will look after you, the team. They're just like family. Make sure you visit Werribee Kia and you'll find the incredible EV9. It's now available for test drive. You chat to the team and you book your test drive. So make sure you grab the crew at Werribee Kia. Plus, right now, there's a swag of brand new 2024 Kias on offer at tremendous driveaway prices. So make sure you go see the crew. You can talk to them about finance options. And remember, if you're looking for a trade-in, Werribee Kia offer top dollar and have 300-plus late-model used cars in stock. That's our crew Werribee Kia, go and see the team. Old Geelong Road, Hoppers Crossing. Check it out. EV9 for a test drive. WerribeeKia.com.au.